Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 11 to 1 Monday motivation. Motivation. Yes, you will have heard the term to triumph over adversity. In other words, no matter what life throws at you, you triumph anyway. Well, this is exactly the term that comes to mind when describing this lady you are about to meet. Her name is Chris Slavin. She's from Boston and she's currently hand peddling her way around Ireland on a 1,777 kilometre journey. Chris has a spinal cord injury. She uses a wheelchair and she's travelling around Ireland via this hand cycle to raise awareness about outdoor adventure activities for people with disabilities. She even calls what she's doing Project Possible. I love it. Chris is doing this with just her faithful companion Earl, the assistant's dog. She's an amazing woman and I'm delighted to have her on 11 to 1 for much needed get up and go this Monday morning. Chris, you are so welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. Now, you've pulled in on the roadside there, so we might have a few cars going back and forth. Firstly, tell me, whereabouts are you in Ireland right now? Um, I just left uh, Bella Buffet and I am heading um, Lifford, Strabane and then Derry. Or maybe it's Strabane, Lifford, Derry. I'm not really sure. I just know I'm ending up in Derry. (laughs) Okay, okay. And how are you getting on on this incredible journey? Um, you know, I'll tell you that the Lifford Road is the flattest road I've been on since I started uh, I started my journey from Killarney. So I'm feeling like the weather is beautiful, the birds are out, and, uh, and this road is relatively flat. So I'm having a great day so far. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. Now, just take me back a bit, okay, just to give a bit of an introduction to you. You have a real passion for outdoor sports and adventure-type sports and for skiing as well. However, you suffered two accidents as a result of this hobby, didn't you? Um, I did. I was a competitive adaptive snowboarder. So I was actually born with a genetic disorder um, that affected kind of the way that my the, my bones and muscles were formed. Um, so it didn't affect the strength of them. It just kind of, they were just made a little bit differently than, than the average person. So I was an adaptive competitive snowboarder in the U.S. and I was competing at nationals and I had um, a spinal cord injury going over a jump in um, competing in slope style. Um, so that was my first spinal cord injury, and it was a T7 incomplete injury. So I have um, some function of my legs, not full function. So Okay, um, and then you, the second one happened something like the eighth anniversary of the first one, which is a bit of a weird uh, well, fate sort actually, of thing. Well, think, I think what makes it stranger is that it actually happened on the seventh anniversary uh. of my first injury at Nationals. Um, I was training for the Paralympics. I was a para-alpine um, ski racer. And so on the seven-year anniversary of my first injury at Nationals, again, I had a second spinal cord injury. Yeah. 
Wow. So how did you adapt, you know, to this? You know, you get these injuries. How did you adapt to this new way of life than having the limited mobility? I think I was really fortunate because um, while I was, prior to my first injury, I was ambulatory. Um, mm-hmm. I used forearm crutches. I had kind of a complex, slightly complex medical um, kind of involvement when I was a kid, but um, I got along, you know, just fine. Um, I think I was fortunate because I had people in my life who were already adaptive athletes. Um, I didn't look at it as, as kind of the end of the world. I knew that life after spinal cord injury was possible because I had people in my life that were doing it. So um, I had a lot of friends, um, you know, when you are in the sports world, um, it's particularly ski racing and things like that. You know, um, you just know people that have had injuries. Okay, so you so you just got on with it, which, which that's incredible. But you know, like well, I'm reading up about you, you know, none of this has stopped you. You've like you dragged yourself through muddy patches in woodland paths. You've got winched out of a special boat that was built for an avid fisherman that needed a, uh, to use a wheelchair. This is not the average holiday experience that you've had here in Ireland, uh, Chris. Well, I mean, I think. Well, firstly, who wants average, right? I mean, you don't want average. You want to live the best life that you can live. And I've been really fortunate. I used to, um, prior to my injuries, I would um, hike and and kind of solo hike and travel around Ireland, um, you know, a great deal. I loved it. It was my passion. Um, I felt most wholly myself when I was was in Ireland. And, um, you know, after my injury, I wanted to be able to re-experience that. so this and is what you've done. You just do it. You just yeah. do it. Like, I don't know. It's, you know, people ask me a lot, you know, like, how, how do you how do you go on and or how do you, you know, cope or whatnot? Yeah. And the way you cope is you just live. You just you're responsible for creating a life for yourself and the life that you want. And I think, you know, if you're lucky enough, you learn that, you know, you just need to do it. I love that. I love that attitude. And uh, the other thing is you are actually more Irish than the Irish, really, because you love Ireland and you're actually learning Irish, aren't you? You're learning how to speak Irish. I, well, OK, well, in fairness, I've been trying to learn to speak Irish since 1996. Well, so, listen, we've all been there as well, like, and we're from I'm, this country, so don't worry about that. I actually felt really, really proud of myself. I met a little girl on the ferry from, um, uh, going from, oh gosh, where was I? I was going from Kerry to Clare, I think. Okay. And um, I met a little girl who goes to Guild School and she was afraid to speak to me, but I was actually able to have like a conversation with a five-year-old in Irish. That's amazing. That is amazing. And, and I'm exceptionally good at pointing at things and being able to, like I can identify <laughs> nouns fairly well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But uh, the other thing, I have to get back to about the skiing, okay, because you are an absolute badass on the slopes. Can I just say, this is amazing. You still compete quite a bit, don't you? Um, I've actually kind of transitioned a little bit from competing to to kind of just teaching other people to ski. Um, I think that, you know, as you go through life, you know, you kind of go through stages. And, um, you know, my time as a ski racer was amazing and I loved it. And um, it was very fulfilling. And then there got to be a time in my life where um, other things were more important to me. And it's to pass on kind of what I've learned and, 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 Mentor you know, the so next stars. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But you're now on this journey of epic proportions, can I just say. You're hand peddling around Ireland. What on earth inspired you to do something like this? So I guess, um, you know, there's lots of things that inspire me. One is um, doing things that maybe haven't been done before. Doing things that are challenging, that would test my, my, own, my own kind of personal strength, physical strength, and I think emotional strength and, and whatnot. 
um, I had seen an, uh, a little piece about Race Around Ireland, and I was, um, if you're familiar with Race Around Ireland. We are, yeah. Okay, the endurance race. Um, and I started watching videos of it, and I actually found it really emotional. And I, and I long to be able to do something like that, but I also am... Despite what people may think, I'm, I actually do have I do have um, kind of boundaries in which I'll work work, work with it. And I was able to recognize that, that that's not something that, that me as a hand cyclist would be able to do solo um, in the amount of time required. And so I just started thinking about how I could, um, I don't know, how I can get a similar experience, but also be able to meet people, which is really important to me and, and, and to have a purpose to what I was doing. So here so. you are on this hand pedal cycle. Tell me about the hand cycle. Is it as exhausting? I imagine it's very tiring on the arms, is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just like anything else that's athletic. You know, the more you do it, the easier that it becomes. Um, but if you think about when you're when you're cycling in a regular bicycle, um, you're, you're using your leg muscles, which are meant for that purpose. They're mm-hmm. meant to be the powerhouse kind of your body. Um, and we don't have, you know, I don't have that, that function. And so um, I also can't stand up on my bike and use my body weight. I lie completely recumbent. So um, it is exhausting. It can be pretty tiring, especially so I do about um, 75 kilometers a day usually. Wow, okay. um, so it, it gets pretty, it gets, does get pretty tiring. Um, I sleep well at night. I'd say so. I'd say so, Chris. But you're not alone. You have a very faithful companion, Earl the dog with you. Tell me about Earl. So Earl is my assistance dog. So I'm a, obviously I'm a wheelchair user and Earl does a lot of tasks for me. Um, like um, he'll fetch things when I need them if I can't reach them, if I drop my phone or uh, he can open the fridge and press lift buttons and pay at counters if I can't reach the top of the counters and things like that. So he goes everywhere I go as service dogs and assistance dogs do. And uh, he's a great companion. And he's actually um, the reason I came back for, back to Ireland. So when I used to hike all over Ireland um, prior to my injury, I'd go to the Cayleys and I'd learn Irish language. And I was totally solo and independent. And after my injury, it was really difficult. I, I couldn't even listen to Irish music for 10 years because it was so, like, I felt such grief. Mm-hmm. around kind of like the loss of being able to just go to Cayley's and dance or go, um, you know, and hike in the in, kind of in the hills in Donegal. Yeah. Um, and then I got Earl and I started, uh, you know, it was my 10 year anniversary of my accident. And I decided to, um, to kind of do a celebration of life. And, you know, with that, I decided to do a year of adventure and, and I decided to come back to Ireland because I wanted my dog to be able to experience it. <laughs> I love that story. That's so lovely. And I'd say he's having the whale of a time there. Now, you know, you are looking for support from us because this is a very much, it's a solo journey, but you are very much looking for people to join in with you. And you're going to be coming to the lovely Royal County, to Meath, to Navan, Dunshockland, that area uh, at the end of the month. So you want us to join in with you, don't you? I do. It's really so, you know, one of the things that's most important to me really is kind of like meeting people, being able to share with them kind of my story and what my mission is and being able to hear their story. And um, I'll tell you, I had uh, I was doing a long stretch from Uttarad to Westport mm-hmm. and I ended up coming across the, uh, uh, some, some cyclists from the Westport um, Covey wheelers and they cycled 20, one of them cycled 28 kilometers with me another did the next day did I, I think probably 30 kilometers with me and it made it so much easier life is easier when you get to like do it with somebody this um, is this so um so we're looking for um cyclists we're not hand cyclists are not fast um and so you know if you're a recreational leisure cyclist um whether you want to do one kilometer whether you want to do 50 kilometers 
Um, it doesn't matter to, to us. It's really just kind of being able to join in and, and enjoy enjoy company and enjoy kind of a, achieving a goal. So. Yes, and having the chats along the way. Now, you are doing this because you want to raise awareness, first of all, about yourself and your own injury and everything else, but you also want to raise the awareness of, you know, outdoor adventure activities for people who are disabled, you know, just because, you know, you have this injury, it's not going to hinder you from actually participating in sport and things that you love to do. Right. And um, what I did was I started a, I started a charity, a nonprofit. Um, and what our goal is, is to actually raise funds to allow people with disabilities in Ireland. So um, this is specifically for Ireland um, to be able to access outdoor recreation um, opportunities. So, you know, um, it was really important to me that when I was in my in rehabilitation, when I was in the hospital, I was still in my in my body cast, and my rehabilitation hospital had a rec- outdoor recreation program where you could um, uh, you could row, learn to row, competitively row eventually, but initially just to have an introduction to rowing in the Charles River in Boston. We were sailing, we were hand cycling. Um, eventually, you ski or um, hike. But from the very, very beginning, and it was instrumental in kind of bringing, you know, letting people know that there is life after mm. spinal cord injury. And if you can, if you can, you know, hand cycle, for example, then the idea of learning to, to get dressed in the morning, you know, it kind of gives, you know, it, it makes it easier because if I can do this, then I can do that. Absolutely. That's that's brilliant. Now, you know, for Monday Motivation, normally I finish off by asking people, you know, you live a very rich life. You seem to be very happy with your lot. What, in your opinion, is the secret to that happiness? Finding purpose. Um, I think, oh gosh, like that's just like an emotional question for some reason. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think that the biggest difficulty in my life may have, you know, it's my spinal cord injury. And, and there's a lot of things that have been difficult in my life. And um, in everybody's life, they have things. And I think that when I found purpose, when I found something that I could focus on that was important to me, that gave me a reason to be here, then, um, you know, I, I've never been happier in my life. Chris. So I'm happier now than I was before my spinal cord injury. That's amazing. That really is. This is what this is all about. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to do everything that we can to help you. We're going to be back in touch with you as you navigate around Ireland. We're definitely going to speak with you again on the show. But for now, thank you so, so much for joining me. You're a true inspiration and I have really, really enjoyed having you on the show and the best of luck with this journey. Can I, can I give a quick shout out? You can. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, listen, I want, I want to shout out to Sham Valley School in Cork. Little little uh, national school who were the first people that got behind me in my ride um, almost a year ago. And the kids are working on um, on bounce, on resiliency. And they got their amber flag and they work, um, they work on finding ways to overcome things when they're difficult in their own lives. And so I want to give them a shout out because I love them and I can't wait to see them at the end of my ride. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's br- amazing. I'm delighted that they're teaching that in schools as well. It's unreal. Listen, Chris, I'll let you get back so to pedalling and we'll, be, we'll chat to you when you come into the Royal County on September 30th. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. That's Chris Slavin there. Uh, oh, she's amazing. Really amazing. You can follow her journey on Project Possible on Facebook. And uh, that is not the last that we're going to hear of Chris. We definitely will be joining her at the end of the month when she rides in to the county of Meath. 11 to 1 on LMFM. With the Gilmores, see the complete Mercedes-Benz range, including the new A-Class four-door saloon, the new sporty CLA four-door coupe, and the luxurious new GLE 4 The 
largest display of certified approved used Mercedes-Benz, plus great offers, discounts and finance at Gilmore's Kings Court or gilmores.ie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.